Welcome to Inside the Media Minds. This is your host, Christine Blake. This show features in-depth interviews with tech reporters who share everything from their biggest pet peeves to their favorite stories. From our studio at W2 Communications, let's go Inside the Media Minds. Hi, everyone. This is Christine Blake, the host of Inside the Media Minds, and I'm excited today to be joined by Alexandra Kelly. She is a tech reporter at NextGov. Hey there, Alexandra. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Good. Thanks for coming on. Um, so Alexandra focuses on emerging, emerging technology at NextGov. So can you give us a quick overview of your background? I know you previously reported for The Hill and have um, also covered the tech space for a while now. Yeah, I have. Um, I I actually, I think I've had a little bit more of a, a non-conventional, unconventional background than many other journalists I, I work with and know. I began, you know, working for more private sector tech companies. Um, I worked at Tenable and at Geico, actually, prior to um, transitioning into journalism, which um, is kind of funny, right? I never, I truly did not really have um, journalism as a professional in my mind for a while. And eventually I, I kind of kept writing about a lot of the technology I worked around in the private sector with private companies. And I kind of enjoyed that part of my job so much that I began to kind of look at other career options a bit more related to it. Um, and eventually I, I did a lot of like volunteer journalism to really build that portfolio, um, landed at the Hill and that opened a lot of doors because it's the Hill and mm -hmm. uh, here we are covering tech for NextGov. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, quite a, a journey to it. So tell us about your role at NextGov, what types of topics you cover and that sort of thing. Um, I cover emerging technology, and for people who may not be aware of what that is, it is a lot of more new generation kinds of technology, ranging from artificial intelligence to machine learning, quantum technology, um, data analytics and privacy, cloud applications, modernization, you know, a lot of like anything vaguely new tech oriented is kind of where I fall. I've been working a lot on crypto too. Hmm. Um, so a bit of a nebulous term, term, but I've really, I've really kind of defined it for me as a lot of quantum AI, ML data. Hmm analytics and crypto lately I tend to focus on on those okay so yeah these are pretty yeah very technical topics who are you writing for like who is your audience and how do you write for that type of audience so with NextGov, one reason I love working with them is we have a very, we do have a more of a niche readership and they are pretty engaged with the technical landscape, which is, I think, where my private sector background can kind of come into play a bit more. You know, I can really drill into the details of what we're talking of a technological application of a new type of technology and I don't have to, you know, I, I, I both don't have to define too much and I don't have to spare a lot of detail at the same time. My readership is really, really working in the government and industry side. So they're really aware of, you know, what we're talking about. And I get to play to more of an advanced ear, if you, that makes sense, right? And yeah. 
Um, and I really, I really enjoy that part of my job because it is a little, I, I don't want to say superficial. I don't really think any reporting is too superficial in the tech sphere, but I can get very, very technical and a bit more quantitative. And I really, I, I and I learn a lot on the job. Mm, I think yeah. I love, so, you know, it, definitely more of an industry kind of publication. And it's one of my favorite things about it. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I bet you have to learn so much new stuff every day, especially covering the emerging technology beat. How do you approach it? Like, how do you just, you know, dig in and, and learn so much about these technologies? Ooh, ooh, we Google a lot and we read a lot <laughs> of books and I have a lot of um, background discussions with experts, which I don't, I don't even write about necessarily. I just need to get literature truly that background information right mm -hmm. um luckily again I I have that the aptitude I think that I came in with um mm -hmm. it, it really did help me a lot and um between my work experience education um and my dad being a, a software programmer and um mm -hmm. engineer I did have like a good kind of grasp I think initially but um no I I mean I will not lie to you like when I don't know something I look it up and I figure it out I've had a, I, I think it really if I need to learn anything in a pinch it will kind of come down to Google but I really try to talk to my coworkers who are so intelligent and a lot of them have been working this beat and here at Nexta for such a long time mm -hmm. that they're able to really help me like hold my hand through it teach me everything god bless them all for like really <laughs> time but um a lot of the conversations I've had to which have been pretty off the record and haven't manifested into an article were simply with um um uh, industry experts and insiders and mm -hmm. when you're a journalist Luckily, people are willing to kind of engage normally and um, yeah, they like to let you know that they know what they're talking about. So yeah. I'm never at a loss for how to cover or how to learn about a topic. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. What yeah. is the most um, like memorable or interesting stories that you've written or been a part of? Aye, aye, aye. Um, I... <laughs> hopefully forthcoming, right? Like I yeah. we don't ever want to peak. But, um, <laughs> um, I, I, every time I've really gotten into uh, quantum any, oh, oh, actually, you know what? I think it might've been being on the, um, the national security council briefing when president biden laid out a kind of cryptocurrency national framework anytime i get to cover like a national framework or that kind of launch mm -hmm. i really enjoy doing that i love uh i mean the breaking i, I came from the breaking news background and so i love a, a, a good scoop and original kind of story like that but i like to listen to all of the questions my peers ask as well and it's just like a such a adrenaline rush of okay what are we talking about it is yeah on sunday night and i have to be here <laughs> um but anything like that i i don't know i i mean good stuff is yet to come but i really appreciate um this administration and even the trump administration's um investment and uh, you know attention paid to emerging technology mm -hmm. uh, and it's definitely been a hot topic for, you know, a good uh, five years or so now, at least. Yeah. I've been paying attention to it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think we're seeing it more and more becoming mainstream. You know, people how it impacts them, affects them. So what do you think are some of the biggest tech issues facing um, the industry right now? Oh God. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, I do know. I, I completely know. Um, and you don't even need to edit this, by the way, like I'm totally fine coming off as. Like, <laughs> I love but, it. Um, no, I mean, I, this is kind of what that question alone is what kind of got me into journalism wait like a long time ago and, and not, you know, I didn't realize it back then at the time, but eventually I kind of came full circle and it was when my dad and I, I began working at Tenable in college and I talked to my dad about that and him, you know, working as a programmer, he kind of looked at me and he goes like, yeah, you know, Alexa, my nickname, um, <laughs> data, like data security and privacy, that will be the next frontier. And he told me that near a decade ago and he's been very correct about it. And I've held that in my mind um, throughout my entire professional career, right, working with any type of technology, any application, whatever it is, having to think about that security component as, I mean, paramount to its development. Um, and I would, I would argue that, yeah, cybersecurity, um, post-quantum cryptography for industry, for government, any digital network, those are going to be, like, that will be the battle of the next hundred yeah. years. Probably. I mean, that's just like the way um, how how war has shifted to more of a digital offensive and defense. And we see it a lot with Russia and Ukraine mm -hmm. um, targeting critical uh, sectors and supply chain. It's been it's been pretty if you really pay attention to that kind of thing, the, dis the potential for disruption is, you know, insane. Um, so, I mean, that would be you know, I'd, I'd immediately just say like, yeah, cybersecurity, that yeah. is a big problem, data privacy, oh my God, that kind of thing. I mean, which is a pretty obvious answer, but I, I, I believe it completely. Mm -hmm. um, after yeah. that, you know, who knows? But I mean, there are other, there are plenty of other problems, right? With every new cool emerging tech, you know, there is that like downside of, okay, what will it, what can it potentially cost us? What can it potentially exploit? So Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you what will some of the hottest topics be in the in the in the new year of 2023, and I, I think you really just answered it. It's the data privacy, security, cybersecurity, all those things. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I'll be doing a lot of quant. I can. I, I mean, even in cut, I have like the 2023 plan um, itself. I'm going to be doing a lot of quantum work. Um, I think that might be the theme, and who knows where that will. Every time I talk to one expert or another about it, they keep telling me like. I, and I feel like I, because quantum is, and, and when I say quantum, I mean quantum computing, quantum technologies, the quantum sciences in general are so complex and difficult to learn that I feel like they haven't gotten their due until quite recently. And if you go talk to any expert working in quantum, they are incredibly forthcoming. They want to talk and they want to tell people mm -hmm. how important it is to transition to a post-quantum cryptography, how um, it will change everything from going from standard computing to quantum computing. Mm -hmm. um, I can guarantee I'll be doing a lot of that in 2023. And um, I don't know. I mean, after that, you know, everyone is kind of talking about crypto, but more of a market impact rather than the emerging tech component of it. Mm -hmm. However, as a tech reporter, I will be paying attention to it. 
come 2023. But yeah, for everything, I mean, I, none of it is going to slow down. One thing that I'm working on and that I'm I'm kind of interested in is um, examining biotechnology and biosecurity as potential critical infrastructure. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think that, and again, like you have to look like our definition for critical infrastructure is going to expand, right? As everything yeah. does should become more digital, our, I mean, eventually just everything will be some kind of fundamental critical infrastructure, whether it's a utility company, hospital records. Um, I mean, even in New York, it was like the Queens or Brooklyn hospital, which had just had suffered some kind of offline potential data breach. So that kind of angle, I think will be really sharpened, hit hard by not just me, but everybody in my field in 2023, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's definitely a good one in critical infrastructure. I think we've seen that um, become super prevalent in the past couple of years. Totally. Yep. You mentioned talking to, you know, experts about these topics, interviewing that type of a thing. How do you typically find your resources? What types of resources are you looking for when it comes to covering these topics? Uh, again, I, I'm lucky that I have a big pool of, um, coworkers with much more experience than I do to kind of draw from, but uh, it, you know, my goal, I, and I think any reporter, their goals are to become more and more well sourced. And mm -hmm. so between, you know, the occasional PR outreach, which can yield helpful results to, tapping my coworker on the shoulder via Slack and asking who should I be talking to? Who should I reach out to? That to be my like go-to approach. Um, but, you know, being a DC girl, I'm very aware of the power and accessibility of think tanks. Um, so they're not really that difficult to find looking for advocacy groups, nonprofit organizations, anyone like that who doesn't have, who in affiliation isn't a bad thing per se, but um, certainly maybe trying to find a a more, uh, I don't know, like, I don't want to say centrist, but just a very, um, yeah, I don't know, rudimentary ground level organization entity or expert kind of going into the policy and real world impacts of whatever mm -hmm. technology I'm trying to figure out. It's not too difficult. There are a lot of people who have a lot of opinions and yeah. it's not too, it really isn't hard. I'm sure you know that in DC and hosting a podcast, mm -hmm. it's not too hard to find people willing to talk. Yes, definitely. Um, and one of the listener questions I wanted to transition to is how do you prefer to be pitched? And do you have any best practices for organizations or PR folks to um, when they're looking to work with you? Oh yeah. I mean, I actually got that. That's funny. Um, <laughs> I, I remember we at, at NextGov, we had a nice little, um, kind of meet and greet with a few different PR firms and, um, and contact people. Right. And mm -hmm. jokingly, I, I mean, I told them and not even jokingly, but, um, at, you know, phrasing it very kindly. It was like, you guys have to please like kind of, simplify the brevity, the verbiage in the email and mm -hmm. make it really like distill it to me. I, and I, and to be actually, that might be, I think any PR people really should try to do um, kind of a little meet and greet organic outreach. Um, and that way you can get to know reporters, beat what they're into right now. And you can just take it to that next like personal level a little bit. Uh, 
but really, um, if you, you know, pitching me really drill it down to, you know, what you're going to talk about and don't, I don't really like a lot of fanfare and certainly in the subject line, like make it, I just, I don't know. I, I, I prefer kind of a, like, you want to talk about quantum, you want to talk about AI, here's a person that, you know, sure. very, very cut and dry, I think is kind of the way to go cut and dry. Um, and don't take it personally. If we don't email you back or delete an email, I keep pitching, I guess mm -hmm. I've that happened before where, um, I've, you know, after maybe three pitches, um, someone from one of our little affiliate firms sent me a really cool pitch and I jumped on it quickly. So, you know, don't give up, don't take it personally. I would be probably mm -hmm. a good, good piece of advice, but yeah, I, um, simplicity, I think, and being just like kind of bullet point about what you're offering mm -hmm. and how it might be relevant to the reporter. Yeah, I love that. That's great insights, you know, building relationships, understanding the B and then being concise with what you're offering. I think that makes a lot of sense. It definitely, it, it did like, it made me much more, I, I will, doing that little round table, my editor in chief put it together, but doing that virtual round table and meet and greet introduction thing really did, um, like it, it helped a lot, you know, like even just watching mm -hmm. some people write down my name and what I like to cover, that does make me a lot more, uh, like I'll, when I see your name in my inbox, I'll pay attention to it. You won't be one sure. in a million, right? So doing that little extra step in my opinion does help. Yeah, that, that's great insight. Right. Um, what's the most interesting hot take or opinion that you've heard about the industry or tech lately from a spokesperson? Oh my God, a hot take. Um, <laughs> I, uh, oof. Um, let me think. I don't know. I might have to, I might have to get back to you on that. That that's kind of like asking me, what's your favorite movie? You never, <laughs> the, you never know in the moment, but I know um, it changes. All right. But, um, I don't know a hot take. I think that it was either NIST or SZA. They were, my coworker covered this and she did such a good job with it. Um, Mariam Bakish, she, uh, got an exclusive about, um, uh, a, the, a federal, um, federal regulatory, um, opinion to consider biomanufacturing and, um, space, right. Digital mm -hmm. networks in both of those fields to be critical infrastructure and to be subject to all of the cybersecurity, um, protocols and defense measures other industries are getting, um, and I, I don't know if you call that a hot take, but it isn't policy. It, it's more of a proposed, hey, I think this should happen from yeah. a regulatory body. And it caught everyone's attention. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, that is kind of something that a lot of professionals you've heard talk about for a while, um, space, satellite hacking, that kind of thing. But to incorporate biotechnology, biomanufacturing in there as well. I, I mean, it really, everyone did pay attention to that. So I would mm -hmm. call that a hot take, I guess. Yeah. I think, but, no, I think that's absolutely a hot take and something that people are paying attention to and a little bit different. Right. And, um, yeah, and I, I alluded to that in like a previous question, what am I going to be working on in 2023? I mean, I'm paying attention to that. So yeah. ultimate, ultimate hot take reporters mm -hmm. are paying attention now. Definitely. Um, and then before we wrap up, what are some things that you're maybe interested in outside of work that people wouldn't know about you? 
oh, I cannot tell any, <laughs> like, why would I tell you that? <laughs> I want a career, Christine. Um, <laughs> um, no, I actually, I'm based in South Carolina right now, and um, it's like a second home to me. Um, the low country I really love water activities and I like being by the water which again like this is very banal like I'm not going to actually give you anything fun or cool but <laughs> um, no but I I uh yeah I've been in the water a lot lately I don't know when I'm not if, I, nice. if I don't get back to an email it's because I'm just not at my desk like and, um yeah but I mean it's yeah. cold and it's cold and dark up here in the DC area so water I, feel, like, I have a wet like it's still a bit chilly here you know but I I kind of appreciate it I I've spent time in the tropics as well and yeah. you know you miss seasons like you really yeah uh, um it it's I don't know it's good for good for you to watch the change in nature but oh my god I hope you edit that out oh my god like <laughs> like I'm I'm completely I sound insane <laughs> no I like it <laughs> hey that's a very valid point I think it is good to have different seasons different perspectives absolutely that's that's great that's a hot take you wanted a hot take that's a hot I take. agree I'm originally from New England and yeah it was all about the seasons you, you know the beginning oh, aye, aye, aye. But, um, but yeah I mean a good a good part of my work right now you know is um the remote thing has actually been pretty revolutionary and it's really touched a lot of how journalists everyone in DC is working I came home for a while and I gotta tell you like not a lot changed I really didn't have too many in-person events to go to um and yeah. that I mean I probably should like be and I will be I plan on being around a little bit more in like next fall and into the 2023 spring but um I, I do appreciate a lot of the livability that remote work can offer I don't know if you feel the same way but you know oh absolutely yeah I think there was an increase of in-person networking events and activities this year and it definitely brought about a different feeling of fatigue that I wasn't ready for so it's I was like oh man I have to go to a networking event I'm exhausted from driving and commuting and all that stuff so I absolutely agree that remote work brought up a lot of different options for flexibility and work-life balance Oh my God. The, um, yeah, the, like the commuting alone. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Scare me. Oh, um, but yeah. Any, any other, anything you'd like to ask any more questions? Um, I, I think that was it. Anything else that NextGov has on the horizon for the next year in terms of events or multimedia or anything that the publication is working toward? Yeah, I saw that question and I think I'm going to, I'm going to get in trouble because I don't know. Oh, actually I do know. I do. I'm like not on the event side too much. And yeah. to be honest, my, my head really has been in the sand um, about that kind of thing. I, I really, I want everyone to like, leave me alone and don't interview me. I want to write it. Leave me alone. Yeah. But, um, but actually on Friday, we are going to close out our podcast for the time being and do it in a nice little reporter round table, which oh. will go um similarly to this and so anyone listening tune in on I mean we're doing it on Friday it'll probably be yeah. available like mid next week uh but mm -hmm. that is coming up and we're just pretty much going to talk about 2023 I think we might do a little bit of a retrospective but yeah we're um yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna do a little bit of chatting before we wind down. But we have uh, we always have a ton of events um, coming mm -hmm. down the pipeline. And again, I'm not on the event side. I'm sorry, 
but uh just you know keep reading everybody yeah. I appreciate <laughs> I think that round table sounds really interesting and informative so I think we'll encourage everyone to listen into that oh I'm great great yeah. I I'll actually I'll like think of um hot takes for everyone I'll like if we get a good, if we get a good chunk of people and not just my parents listening like, I'll actually <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Awesome. Well, Alexander, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Really appreciate it. Um, thank you. Hear more about you and the things that you're covering. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for reaching out, and I will be in touch. See you great. later. Yeah. Thanks for everyone who tuned into this episode of Inside the Media Minds. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in today's episode of Inside the Media Minds. To learn more about our podcast and hear all of our episodes, please visit us at w2com.com slash podcast and follow us on Twitter at Media Mind Show. And you can subscribe anywhere podcasts are found.